Hello, everybody. I'm Chelsea. I'm Bree. And this is what? The podcast. <laughs> this is our first episode, and we just figured that we would shoot the shit, mm. talk about some, uh, just an easy topic, just <laughs> yeah. easing our way in. Just, just ease our way in. Yeah. So, um, so today we're going to be talking about um, the Illuminati. Does it exist? <laughs> what do you think? Me? What do I think? Yeah, what do you think? Um, specifically, the Illuminati? I don't know. Probably not under that name. <laughs> That's fair. If the Illuminati really did exist, I don't think that they would be using the name the Illuminati anymore because too many people have been like, the Illuminati? We're going to go search for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like we probably wouldn't even hear about them, ever. If, if it was something as like ambiguous as what the Illuminati stands for in like everyday minds and culture, uh, we would not know what it's called or who is in it. That's very true. I did hear something once that said that Beyonce and Jay-Z were the leaders of the Illuminati, um, okay. to which I was, I was kind of here for that, but at the same time I was like, I don't know if they would be that prolific of of uh social figures but then then again they might be because then they have to like they have to recruit people to the illuminati anyway yeah but i feel like they're too they're not very like open like there's like some actors and actresses and singers and stuff that are just like out there on the internet with you know just like throwing themselves out there like beyonce and jay-z like they do press stuff but it's not like they're there every day being like hey that is true and she does name her children very strange things which could be code for Illuminati things like Blue Ivy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like it's a secret organization called Blue Ivy. Yes. Yeah. What if that's the new name of the Illuminati? I'm okay with it. <laughs> if it is Illuminati, don't come for us. Yeah, right. Um Yeah. I mean if if the Illuminati does have the spread and the control that, that people say they do, what do you think that they have their fingers in? In terms of like, do you think it's just America? Do you think it's the entire world? Like, what do you think? Well, if it's like a group so goal oriented, like it would be the entire world. Like it wouldn't just be like, Americans do this thing that they just think of themselves very highly. We're American, by the way. <laughs> true, we can say that. And um, it's true. It's true. It's like, even on maps, like we put ourselves like right in the middle, even though like we're nowhere near the center of the earth. Like, Yeah, it doesn't make sense to cut an entire continent and have to put us in the middle but you know we're here now we do it and so i think that well most people would consider like these groups to just be like ruining or like controlling american politics and culture and stuff like that it's i would think if there was some supreme family or group or whatever that wanted to control the world it would be the world that's fair that's fair do you think that they would base themselves in america it depends on where they're from. That's very true. I mean, all of the Illuminati symbols and stuff that people say that they find on the dollar bills and everything, those are all integrated into the U.S. history and stuff. And mm -hmm. I think, and like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that um, from what I understand, the Illuminati originated from the Freemasons that were from Europe and came over to the United States mm -hmm. when when America was colonized so I think that and if you've ever read like the Da Vinci Code mm -hmm. there's it's it's basically about this person who goes 
on this wild goose chase to try and find this secret treasure that the Illuminati has hidden in, in, in like clues in paintings and the like Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man and all mm-hmm. of those things. And um, so that's what that entire book is about. And so that does go over into Europe. So, I mean, that would make sense if they would be in Europe. But I think that... Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that's too much. I feel like they wouldn't, like all of that stuff, like secret codes and I don't know. I, you you are a teacher. Like organizing a group of people is a nightmare. True. And so like why would they go through that much effort, extra effort to like hide all of these like small things and little details like, oh, we're here. True. Though I do feel like since they have murder as an option to keep people in line, it would be a lot easier I know for a fact that if I had the option to, like, kill people, a lot more people would get their homework done. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that I would, but I'm saying that, you know, if I was like, we're going to do we're gonna do a crazy puzzle today to figure out where your homework is, and they're like, no, miss, I don't want to do that. And then I pulled out a gun, they would be like, yeah, miss, we're going to do that, you know? Okay, yeah, but it, still, I feel like if you have these goals that you're trying to achieve, I feel like doing these extra steps just to like give people an idea that you're doing these things is kind of unnecessary. That's very true. And I don't feel like most people do unnecessary things just for the hell of it. (laughs) That's true. Unless they're absurdists. In that case, they do unnecessary things straight for the, Yeah, but then would they have a secret society? (laughs) That's a good question. Absurdists might have a secret society because you would expect them not to have a secret society. That'd be cool. It would. <laughs> I think that I would really love if groups like the Illuminati left these crazy elaborate codes and maps in, in famous portraiture and everything. But I think it's probably, if I ever got indoctrinated into the Illuminati, it would be something like, go behind the gas station, talk to Carl, and then he's going to let you into this tunnel underneath the dumpster and it's just a meeting in the sewers. Like, I feel like it would be so simple. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I get. I could see that. I would appreciate the, it, it, it would excite all of the Nathan Drake and all of us, like, you know, <laughs> just like getting out there and trying to solve like mysteries and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why I love escape <clears throat> rooms because cause you get in there and in any other normal puzzle situation, you, you don't get to use your your Nicolas Cage via like circa the the National Treasure movie like brain. You don't ever get to do that. Yeah. But in mm-hmm. in escape rooms, you get to go into the room and say, "Oh my God, there's three scratches on this wall. I have to write that down because it might be one of the numbers and one of the codes that's going to open a door or something." <laughs> yeah, but I guess if we're going to start talking about National Treasure. He doesn't do that. He doesn't take like any just random scratch on the wall and go, hey, this could be a clue. No, he's just like, he's very like definitive and driven. Like he knows what yeah. the possible puzzles could be. That's true. That's true. But also, so there was one escape room that I was in and it was fantastic. And I will not say where it was just in case anybody ever wanted to do it. Um, but there was this one part where. Um, you pushed a button on the wall and it and like three or four noises like animal noises came out in a specific order 
-hmm. And it didn't take me very long to see that there were pictures of animals on the walls. Now, I did everything that I I counted the number of words that because this was a numerical code that I needed to get from the sound, like the sounds of the animals. Mm -hmm. So I counted the number of words that were on. I counted um, how far they were away from each other, that sort of thing. When finally I was looking at it and I noticed the dog only had three legs. And I thought to myself and I was like, oh my God, it's the number of legs. <laughs> and so in that order of the sounds the animals were making, I put in the number of legs that each animal had and it was the code for the room. Oh, that's, that's actually really good. Yeah, it's stuff like that that I would love if the Illuminati used, but you just know that they would have one person named Jeff or Carol or something. <laughs> And they would just keep forgetting where the hidden entrance is. It's like, have you ever seen Megamind? No, I never oh watched God. it. It's so good. There's one part where, where, um, where the reporter lady is looking for Megamind's secret lair. And she says, I think I found it. And he says, how'd you find the lair? And she says, with a welcome mat. And then he looks to his minion and says, I kept forgetting where it was, the secret entrance. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I feel like that's what would happen mm-hmm. if they didn't just have like keys or something mm-hmm. well i guess like yes that would be really cool but on like the more realistic approach to like if there's like an organization that exists and is somehow influencing whatever like what would you what would you think they would be trying to put their hands in um i don't know i think that they would probably want to put their hands in I I go my brain goes in two different routes. My brain first goes in the money route of they would want to get as much money as possible, but then I'm thinking that like what if I mean like if the society has lasted for such a long time and they've 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 started off as the Freemasons, turned into the Illuminati and then turned into like Blue Ivy or whatever we decided that it was going <laughs> to be, then they would have like old money. So they would have a lot of money and power and control already. So it makes me wonder if that would be their main objective or if it would be something else crazy like like what if they're in control of Area 51 and they are doing all of like the the alien stuff or like maybe I don't know, maybe they're fighting something that we don't even know about or I don't know. I my brain goes to one of those two places. Either mm-hmm. they're like they're like a um greedy self-centered corporation that like wants that doesn't care about the world, it doesn't, you know, and just wants money, mm-hmm. or they're just fighting this unseen force or whatever, and they just, like, are protecting the planet. So that would be awesome. Like, I would, I'd be okay if it was like, oh, we're, you know, we're saving you from XYZ bad thing. Yeah. But I guess, like, getting down to, like, human psychology and, like, you know, what humans natu- innately do mm-hmm. would be, like, being greedy being like more self-centered it's like it's kind of just like that fight or flight but like now we have nothing to fight or flight from you just want to hoard so now you're trying to like just hoard wealth or you know your power in any way because it gives that person or a group of people that significance that most people don't necessarily have i mean you can see it on smaller scales too like maybe you have a boss who's kind of like not the best like very mean or whatever Mm. it's because they've you know, maybe they had a boss who was kind of mean. And it's, like, slowly, like, you know, percolates down and 
everyone yeah. gets that like oh now I'm in this position of power I can do the same horrible mean things to my subordinates yeah I found <clears throat> that in general in life there's two types of people there's the people who say I, I went through this so you should have to also mm-hmm. and people who say I went through this and I never want anyone else to have to go through it again yes those are the better people. <laughs> I tend to fall, I think, into that camp where mm-hmm. while sometimes my brain goes to the place of these people suck, they should suffer. But like, I don't know, I tend to fall into the other camp that you think yeah. that the Illuminati, if they do exist, would be those people who just collect wealth and power and just sit on their like they're just yeah. well, people I think, dragons. I think especially in like now where technology is advancing so quickly. Um, it's more or less like they're just trying to hold on to their power. It's mm. it's not them just like trying to. Um, it's it's more or less them trying to like you know hold on to their power that they have and um, instead of like gathering new power. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, <laughs> at this point, there's really not a lot of new. Because yeah, I mean, there could be, but it, you see things like like the coal industry or like the oil industry right now it's we know it's a finite source like mm-hmm. resource um but people are still like doubling down in it it's, mm-hmm. and my opinion on that is like it's more or less like those people have the oil wealth like they don't want to lose that they right. they're not trying to invest or figure out alternative energy because that's not their business like right. they make so much money off of oil let's oh, yeah. push that up and like forgo any potential growth yeah Exactly. I think it's also difficult, I think, to to hide large amounts of wealth and power because of how the internet is set up and how if you want to store mm-hmm. money, if you want, it's difficult to hide anything now. So I think that they would probably need be working towards some sort of like obscenely difficult to hack into I don't know, system to keep all of their secrets. <laughs> because yeah. I doubt, as cool as it would be if they had an underground tome of, like, just old books, that would be awesome, but I don't think that they do that anymore. I think that they probably went analog. I mean, not analog. They probably went digital. They probably switched over from analog to digital. Well, but digital is, like, harder to secure. Right. But you can store more information in like smaller spaces, mm-hmm. and I would I would imagine that as dope as it would be to have just a library of Illuminati secrets, I don't think that physical place exists, at least anymore. I feel like I don't know. I I I, I might disagree with that just because like unless they somehow have like the most secure server in the whole world Mm -hmm. like there would be a place or at least two places where like the bulk of the information would be that's fair just kind of like the coke recipe for like Uh coca-cola it's like stored in like two separate vaults like not full recipes or something wait seriously that's what i've been told that's hilarious (laughs) yeah oh my god (laughs) so no one else would have that information didn't in a Coke digital... have cocaine in it at one point? Yes, it did. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's it how was, people it had was... so much energy in the fifties. <laughs> it was it was sold as like a medicine at first, I think. Jeez. And then people were like, "We love this." Yeah. <laughs> Forget the American dream. America ran on cocaine in the fifties. That's what happened. Good God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I heard 
Okay, so I'm I'm reading this book called Educated, and it's about I think she's a Mormon, a Mormon woman who left her family to go to university, but her family were, was like a mountain range, crazily conservative believes that the universities are the Illuminati's way of of like controlling the minds of the populace and they're feeding false information. I basically equate what they think the Illuminati is to like anti-vaxxing moms. Mm, okay. Like that's what they thought. They were like, yeah, the, don't go to university. They're going to share all this science with you and it's false. It's not the word of the Lord. It's not, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so she grew up in this household where they didn't go to school because the dad thought that the Illuminati was out to get them, that the government was going to come and destroy them all one day. So, wow. yeah. That poor girl. Yeah, but then she left and she went to the university and then she wrote a book about her experience. But I find that very interesting. I teeter. Yeah. I teeter very dangerously along that line of being a conspiracy theorist. I Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone has their conspiracy theory. Like, have you... Have you heard about the Mandela effect? Yes. That stresses me out so much. And we were talking, we slightly talked about this recently. Yes. When you were like, sex uh, in the city. And I'm like, no, it's Anne. Yes. <laughs> that one. And then the Berenstain Bears. Yeah. It's actually Berenstain Bears. Yeah. But, but it's I, not. I, I chuck that up to maybe like not being a good reader as a young person. I mean, I'm not, that's how I remember it too. I remember it the, Berenstein. Yeah. But everybody remembers it, the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Everybody. But it was like a hard word, and we were all very small children when we read that book. You're right, but my parents read it to me. Mm, okay. So, yes, I, I walk the line daily of being a hardcore conspiracy theorist and sounding like, like, a, like a crackhead all the time. I just, I go down these rabbit holes of stuff like, the Illuminati and like all of these government, you know, Area 51 things and like, I don't know, the the Mandela effect and that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and I just sort of will spice into conversation, normal conversation stuff about my conspiracy theories. And people are like, what the heck? Who is this person and why is she talking to us about this? I think they're interesting. I'm not going to say I believe most of them, but right. I, I like that it's more of like a, a thought experiment. Like, yes. What if? What mm-hmm. if like this exists? Like, you know, what if aliens existed? What if, you know, the Statue of Liberty was never on Ellis Island or et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. What if the Statue of Liberty was a Trojan horse to bring in aliens from France to America? That's a little far. Yeah. Why would they need to <laughs> Why would they need to do that if they're aliens? They have all this probably advanced tech. Well, but, like, the French were the ones who smuggled because the, the... They just didn't want the aliens, so no. they're like, here, America. Have it. Here's the gift. What if you Thank go you inside the Statue of Liberty and there's alien corpses in there? Well, people have been inside the Statue of Liberty and they... There no, were not alien corpses? No one said there's been alien corpses. But has anyone said there's not alien corpses in the Statue of Liberty? No, but they also haven't seen me and Batman in the same room together. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm Batman, but what I will say is you've never seen us in the same room together. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no. Uh, 
Yeah, that's what I, I just I fall down the yeah. conspiracy. I mean, they're the again, they're very interesting, and there's things like I don't know if you've listened to the Joe Rogan Ed, uh, Edward Snowden podcast yet, Mm-mm. but there's like certain cons- conspiracy theories that are like real. Like yes, he, this man is like can't even live in his natural born country anymore mm-hmm. because he was a whistleblower and was like hey yeah. there's you know something's going on here and let everyone know so yeah. like there's certain things that i i will admit we have no idea is going on behind closed doors yeah and that's that's what gets me that's what freaks me out is that this is something that i have learned in of, like I've learned in my life very recently is that people lie for no reason mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I I could not wrap my head around that like I grew up feeling like people are good for the most part people don't lie people will be honest like that's how I was raised and like very recently in my life i've realized that people just lie for no reason yeah yeah well i mean i wouldn't say it's no reason they might have a reason they might not know what the reason reason. yeah yeah i mean but it's like white lies at least those probably have no reason it's kind of just like in the moment like oh i need to like make up something on the spot right but like certain things like oh if they're lying about like who they're living with or <clears throat> what their job is they just yeah. might it might be like an insecurity thing like they don't sure. want you to know all of what they might consider negatives off right. the bat right but like also apply that to the government and there might be alien corpses in the statue of liberty <laughs> you know what i mean that's what i'm saying is mm. like i i've become more skeptical of of just things in general ever since I got to the point where I realized that people lie all the time Mm -hmm. and now I'm like well well I feel skepticism is a very important like skill like you need to you need to learn how to be skeptical you can't just take everything you hear at face value true like you know just being in elementary school and high school and stuff like things they teach you like straight out of the book or you know off the top of their head even most of it is not as as they have described it like you right. have to kind of go out and that's what i love about the internet is like all of this information is just there now like yes you can educate yourself and it's so amazing because like generations ago they couldn't do that yes they had to take everything at face value kind of like that um when that radio station read war of the worlds and everyone was freaking out because the radio to them was like their news source it was like uh, their information mm-hmm. so when they're reading war of the worlds like people actually thought there was an an alien invasion that's hilarious it was well not for them <laughs> <laughs> they were all freaking out like they were gonna die and that's just how they got their information so i can't wow. i don't blame these people i mean they didn't read the book unfortunately but you know it's things like that like now now we have like all of these like open access like journals and research articles mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, that we can just go and be like oh you're not telling me the whole truth yes <laughs> exactly i think that that's also kind of like it's great but it's also kind of dangerous sometimes too especially because there are a lot of people who either a don't understand how to apply information that they know to a new piece of information and it gets misinterpreted or they will just find they'll have the the um confirmation bias well they where they'll mm, have an idea yes. looking for something and then find the one thing mm-hmm. 
and like this is this is an entirely different conversation that'll have to be an entirely other podcast because this this delves into like anti-vaxxers climate climate change deniers and flat earthers and that's going to be a whole other thing but the conspiracy theories we don't believe no. yeah here's the podcast here's the podcast here's the podcast yeah no it's that's that stresses me out a lot very much so it's Mm -hmm. it's like people who think that that it's a good idea to make um make like bombs and biochemical warfare in their backyard just because they know how to do it it's Mm -hmm. like yeah you do but you don't understand the like intricacies of it and what exactly might happen Mm -hmm. if you um add something wrong or not enough or if it's not in a perfectly um neutral environment i guess you know clean and sanitized environment <laughs> sanitized yeah sanitized. you need a sanitized environment for nuclear what nuclear weapons biochemical biochemical warfare, warfare. <laughs> listen man if you get one grain of arizona dirt in there you don't know what <laughs> microbiomes are going on there it, that stresses me out so much is people who like decide yeah. that they're gonna like be nuclear physicists in their backyard and create yeah. crazy stuff all the time well i mean but we had that pre-internet too we had that guy who's like mailing stuff right are you talking about the anthrax guy yes wasn't he a chemist I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I assume. Another conspiracy theory. It was the Illuminati. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't anthrax. It was just um, baking powder that had hot sauce in it. I don't know. Just makes your eyes water. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think that it's really interesting to think about, especially with... I think that there's... In the 70s, there was a lot of movement to sort of not, like, overthrow the government, but question what was going on Mm -hmm. and protest and that sort of thing. And I feel like that's kind of coming back right now a lot of... um, Questioning authority. Yeah, questioning authority, saying... Is this the life we want? Are these the rules we want to live by? I mean, I feel like like that happens with every new generation. Yes. Like, we all get raised by a more uh, woke, I guess you'd say, generation. And then it's like, oh, okay, now we're thinking for ourselves. Now, how do we want to act on this world? How do we want to interact with other people? Like, it just, it populates more and more, like, like freedoms more in a wokeness way. more wokeness the woke levels are increasing <clears throat> yes the woke the woke it's over levels. nine thousand yes yeah let's just throw in some anime <laughs> references right off the bat <laughs> oh of course these people have to know what they're getting into yeah um yeah no absolutely i think i think that it's getting more and more people are understanding that they have more power than they've been told i think yeah and i think that's fantastic mm-hmm. um and i think that it also really does go back to sort of like the evolution of the brain and how like generations are getting smarter that is that's something that overall if you look at um statistics of like intelligence levels of entire generations that's happening people are getting i guess smarter more cerebral in general do you think it's more that they're getting smarter or that like more people have access to education 
more people have like now it's not just men that can go to school women can also go to school that's a good question i think i think it's a little bit of both i think that education and the human brain are are in this like co-evolutionary like sort of arms race thing mm -hmm. where people are becoming smarter and they're then creating better ways to educate which is then creating smarter people which is then creating better ways to educate and i think that it's just continued to go on and on and on and on and we're just discovering more things as time goes on and we're finding better ways to communicate mm -hmm. that information to other people as well so yeah and yeah. back to like your your fear about people <clears throat> like discovering things like in a uh, removed environment like someone trying to be a nuclear physicist when they have no like training training into that yeah there's there's like a few groups that have actually like pushed uh, medical science forward a little mm. bit like um, <clears throat> they call themselves biohackers yeah and they like experiment on themselves to try to like improve enhance the human physiology brain you know brain power etc cetera, etc cetera. and they've like done pretty well for themselves like a lot of them have messed themselves up like, yeah yeah of course. unfortunately but you know for the most part like these people actually like dig into research as much as they can and mm -hmm. like i don't think any joe schmo is going to be able to like make something horrible in his backyard without actually like off of one research article like they're gonna have to like That's actually true. educate themselves or just have things go horribly wrong <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the times when things go wrong, we discover something new about the world. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. That what? it still freaks me out. Yeah, it still freaks me <laughs> out. But you have to weigh like the the good and the negative. I always have this conversation. I think this is going to be um, this will probably be a really solid place to wrap up and give a um, like peek into what we might be talking about in the future because this is going to go into like an entirely different train of thought too is that I think that I go back and forth all the time between like what's scientifically ethical and what's better for the human race yes. I I love ethics we can definitely do this <laughs> we'll do ethics at some point but yes so anyway I hope everybody enjoyed the first podcast this one's probably going to be a little shorter partly because it's the first podcast partly because the microphone is only at one bar of battery and I've been watching it slowly die for this entire time um, but thanks for tuning in and we uh, hope to see you guys again soon bye bye <laughs>